0: Welcome to Zichudav, Simadimah, I'm Rabbi Abraham Golder, and Tareemah, Sechus, Yavamus, Da'af, Lamet, the end of the third parak, Arba Achin, and the beginning of the fourth parak, Ha'oletzel, Bimto. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Mishnah, Da'af, Lamet, Gimel, Amab, Beis, Tat, that Kalos, who inadvertently had relations with the wrong husbands, at the time of their chuppah, must wait three months before returning to their husbands, so if they become pregnant, it can be determined who the father is. The Gemara brought a related ruling from Shmuel, and on this top brings an alternative version. Shmuel said, All of them, referring to a woman who had relations and then want to remarry. They need to wait three months except for a woman who converted as an adult and a slave woman who was freed as an adult. When they more suggest that there are a bunch of gozer for these women to wait as well, since it's common for them to have a list of relations, it answers that Shmuel's going according to Rabbi Yossi, who holds that a Gioris, a Shvuya, a captive woman, and a Shivcha do not need to wait three months. After Rabbi's explanation, Rabbi Yossi is challenged, Abai explains that the reason they do not have to wait is, A woman who engages in Znus, inverts herself, after having relations so she does not become pregnant. Raj explains that since this is an easy method of birth control, it's used by all women who have illicit relations because they do not want to become pregnant. Pointing to the Mishnah state of Imahiyu Kohanus, Nipsu, Mena Truma. If the cows were daughters of Kohanim, they are puzzled from the eating of Truma. When the Word challenges this, since daughters of Yisraeli married to Kohanim would also be puzzled from reading Truma, it amends the Mishnah to read, Imayu Kohanim, if they were wives of Kohanim. The Word challenges this as well and says that the same den should apply to wives of Yisraeli based on what Rav Amram said. The following was taught to us by Rav Sheshus, and he enlightened our eyes with a proof from a Mishnah. Ashi's Yisraeli ansa bala psul Kahuna, the wife of Yisrael." who was violated, even though she is permitted to her husband, she is forbidden to the Kohuna, referring to marrying a Kohen if her husband dies. Rabbi answers the mission should be read as daughters of kohanim, and is teaching, If they were daughters of a kohanim who were married to Israelim, they are possible from eating truma from their kohanic homes. Rashi explains that even though a bas Cohen who was violated while married to Israel, is not prohibited to her husband, if he were to die, she would not be able to return home any truma. And point number three, the Gemara brings Malchokas and Marami in the beginning of the fourth paragraph regarding, one who does chalitza with a pregnant woman, and then she miscarries. Rabbi Yochanan says she does not need chalitza from the brothers, since the chalitza is now seen to be valid. Whereas Rishakish says she does require chalitza again from one of the brothers, since the first chalitza was not valid. The Gemara says, the Gemara teaches that malchokas can be explained based on psukim and on svara. In terms of Swaro, Riviokano holds that if Elia would come and say that this woman will must carry, is she not fit for Yibum and chalitza now while she's pregnant? Therefore, Hashna Nami mafreya now to the matters revealed in retrospect that she was fit for Yibum and chalitza. But Lakish holds that we do not say the matters revealed Lama in retrospect, the Gemara will bring proofs and challenges to each of their positions. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishan Davulam and Gimel Amabes taught that cows who inadvertently had relations with the wrong husbands at the time of their chuppah must wait three months before returning to their husbands so if they become pregnant, it can be determined who the father is. The Gemara brought a related ruling from Shmuel and on this top brings an alternative version. Shmuel said, All of them, referring to a woman who had relations and then want to remarry. They need to wait three months except for a woman who converted as an adult, and a slave woman who was freed as an adult. When they more suggest that the Rabban should be gozer for these women to wait as well, since it's common for them to have a list of relations, it answers that is going according to Rabbi Yossi who holds that a giors, a shvuya, a captive woman, and a shivcha do not need to wait three months. After Rabbi's explanation for Rabbi Yossi is challenged, Abai explains that the reason they do not have to wait is Ish A woman engages in znus, inverts herself. After having relations, so that she does not become pregnant. Raj right? explains that since this is an easy method of birth control, it's used by all women who have illicit relations because they do not want to become pregnant. Pointing to the mission had stated of Imayu Kohanus, Nipsulomina Truma. If the colours were daughters of Kohanim, they are puzzled from the eating of Truma. When the word challenges this, since daughters of Yisraeli married to Kohanim would also be possible from eating Truma, it amends the mission to read Imayu and She Kohanim if they were wives of Kohanim. The Lord challenges this as well and says that the same din should apply to wives of Yisrael based on what Rav Amram said. The following was taught to us by Rav Sheshus and he enlightened our eyes with a proof from a Mishnah. Yisrael answer the wife of Yisrael who was violated. Even though she is permitted to her husband, she is forbidden to the Kahuna, referring to marrying a Kohen if her husband dies. Rav answers the Mishnah should be read as daughters of Kohanim, and his teaching Ima yu Yisrael nashayu if they were daughters of Kohanim who are married to Yisraelim, they are possible from eating Truma from their Kohanic homes. While well, she explains that even though Abbas Cohen, who was violated while married to Israel is not prohibited to her husband, if he were to die, she would not be able to return home any Truma. And point number three, the Gemara brings him a and a in the beginning of the fourth paragraph regarding one who does Chalitza with a pregnant woman, and then she miscarries. Rav Yochanan says she does not need chalitza from the brothers, since the chalitza is now seen to be valid. Whereas Rishakish says she does require chalitza again from one of the brothers, since the first chalitza was not valid. The Gemara says, the Gemara teaches that malchokis can be explained based on psukim and on svara. In terms of svara, Rav Yochanan holds that if Eliya would come and say that this woman must carry, is she not fit for Yibim and chalitza now while she's pregnant? Therefore, Hashna Nami Teglomilsil Mafreya. Now to the matters revealed in retrospect that she was fit for Yibum and Khalitsa. But Reish Lakish holds that we do not say the matters is revealed. Lema Freya, in retrospect, the Gemara will bring proofs and challenges to each of their positions. All right, so now we go to Simradaf Lamed Hay, and her standard simmon is a children's choir singing La La La. So here goes. The children's choir joyfully singing at the Giyors' Chasna, the day after her conversion, were thankfully not present in the hall next door, where two daughters of Gahan got switched to their chuppas and became puzzled to truma. While a guest who was pregnant and had done Khalitza was rushed out and tragically miscarried. Once again, it's slow motion. The children's choir, children's choir, that must mean we're on duff, hey, la, la, la. The children's choir joyfully singing at the Gyors' chasna, the day after her conversion, which reminds us all women who had relations and then want to remarry need to wait three months, except for a woman who converted as an adult and a shivcha who was freed as an adult. When the word suggests that a bunch should be goes for these women to wait as well, since it's common for them to have illicit relations, it answers that Shmuel's going a coin to Rabbi who holds that a Gyors, a shvuya, a captive woman, and a shivcha do not need to wait three months. Abai explains the reason they do not have to wait is that a woman who engages in znuz inverts herself after having relations so that she does not become pregnant So the children's choir joyfully singing at the gyors says, Chasna, The day after her conversion Were thankfully not present in the hall next door Where two daughters of Kohanim got switched to their chuppas And became puzzled to eat truma Which reminds us The Mishnah had said If the calls were daughters of Kohanim They are puzzled from the eating of truma Rav has said that the Mishnah is teaching That if they were daughters of Kohanim Who are married to Israel They are puzzled from eating truma from their Kohanic homes Rashi explains that even though a Bas Kohn who was violated while married to Yisrael is not prohibited to her husband, if he were to die, she would not be able to return home and eat truma. So the children's choir joyfully singing at the Gioris' chasna, the day after her conversion, were thankfully not present in the hall next door where two daughters of Kohan got switched at the chuppas and became puzzled to eat truma, while a guest who was pregnant and had done chalitza was rushed out and tragically, Miscarried. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malko Malchok as a maraim in the beginning of the fourth paragraph regarding one who does chalitza with a pregnant woman and then she miscarries. Rabbi Yochanan says she does not need chalitza from the brothers since the chalitza is now seen to be valid, whereas Rezhakish says she does require chalitza again from one of the brothers since the first chalitza was not valid. The Gemara teaches that Malchok is going to be explained based on Psukim and on Svora. So once again. The children's choir, joyfully singing at the Gyoras' chasna, the day after her conversion, were thankfully not present in the hall next door where two daughters of Kahani got switched to their chuppas and became puzzled to eat truma. While a guest who was pregnant and had done a chalitza was rushed out and tragically miscarried. All right, now it's time for four brabat hazara. Daf Lamedolf. So the sim daf Lamedolf is the law and we use a judge as the sim. So here goes. The chalitza judge. Judge. That must mean more daf Lamedolf. The law. The Chalitza judge was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in a collapsed building, a husband or his wife who was his niece. Which reminds us of Baye challenge Rabbi who said that we do not prohibit a woman who has a chazak to marry anyone on the basis of a suffolk. From the case of a mapos, where a house collapsed on a man and his niece whom he was married to and it's not known which of them died first. Her tzara does Chalitza and may not be taken in Yibum. So we see from this Mishnah that even though the Tsar has a chazaka to marry anyone, she's prohibited to do so without chalitza due to a Safik. The Gemara gives two answers, the first one being that in the case of divorce, which is a common occurrence, the rabbis decreed that she does not do chalitza since it might lead to yibum. In the case of the Mapolis, the collapsed house which is not a common occurrence, the rabbis did not decree to not do Chalitza out of concern it will lead to yibum. So the Chalitza judge was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in a collapsed building, a husband or his wife, who was his niece, and then had to listen to two sets of witnesses arguing over where a thrown get had landed, which reminds us that more attempts to explain the difference between our mission of the case of throwing the Kedushim, which results in a suffolk, and the case from a mission in Gidden, which deals with throwing a get, which results in a suffolk. By explaining that in Gidden we're dealing with two sets of witnesses, where one set said, said it was closer to her and the other set says it was closer to him. In such a case, it's a suffolk de Raisa. Rashi explains that since there are two witnesses who say it was closer to her, we cannot use the principle of Chazak to resolve the suffolk for her tzara and release her from Chalitza. Our mission is dealing with one set of witnesses where one says it fell closer to her and the other said it fell closer to him. And therefore it is a suffolk derabanan. The more will successfully refute this answer. So the Khalid's judge who was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in the collapsed building, a husband or his wife, who was his niece, and then had to listen to two sets of witnesses arguing over where a thrown get had landed, while a woman complained in the background about the stress of having two Zika's. Which reminds us, as Melchokasana come to Rabbi Shimon, what a woman does if she has two zikas on her, which resulted from one brother doing mimer with her before passing away, and her falling to Yibum, to her third brother. The Tanakama holds that the Pasuk teaches that she cannot do Yibum, since Yibum is only permitted when there is one zika on her, not two. Rabbi Shimon does not hold that there can be two zikas. He has a subject whether mimer works completely to make the first widow, the first Yavam's full wife, or it does not work at all, in which case the Yavama fell to the Yavam from her first husband. Base. So the Simd Duff base Beis is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist, mad scientist, that must mean we on Duff Laman Beis. Mad scientist in a lab. The mad scientist's strange Isr Chal Isr radar device pointed at the man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce of Ba'alele, if the Yavam had relations with the Yavama, while his own wife, who was her sister, was still alive. Rabbi Osi holds that he's high for violating the Isr of a brother's wife and a wife's sister. Rabbi Shimon says, He's only chai for violating the iser of her brother's wife. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds, Ein iser kal al iser, One iser does not take effect upon another iser. So the mad scientist strange iser call al iser radar device pointed at the man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, detected an iser-mosif signal, which reminds us, the we were asked whether Rabbi Yossi really holds of iser call al iser for it was taught in a brisa, if one didn't aver, the results in two different methods of execution. The Tanakama holds, Nidamba he's subject to the more severe one. Raviosi says, nidum Zika, rishona love. He's subject to the execution that comes from him from the first attachment. This seems to prove that Raviosi does not hold of al Khal Elisir. said Raviosi does hold that, Ain Chal Khal al-Isr, except in the case of an Isser Mosif, when the second Isr is more extensive than the first. For example, when a man marries, his wife's sister becomes prohibited to him, but not his brother's. When one of his brothers marries his sister, then the sifshina becomes prohibited to all the brothers. Therefore, Raviozi holds he's chayah for both if he has relations with her. The Gemur will refute this explanation. So the mad scientist's strange Isser Chalal Isar radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, detected an Isser Mosif signal coming from a doing a vote in the base of Migdash on Shabbos. Which reminds us, the Gemur brings three disputes between Rihia and Bar Kapara. It was stated, Zarshe Shishimash Shabas, if a non cohen served in the base of Migdash on Shabas, Rikya says he's hived twice, once for serving the base of Migdash, and one for being Machal Shabbos. whereas Barkapar says he is only hived once, as a non coin serving. Each one took a note and claimed they heard their opinions from Rebbe. Two more similar disputes are brought and on the next daf, the Gemara will discuss whether Melchogasim are based on Dafram Gimel so the Sim Daf Dafram Gimel is a peg leg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate peg leg pirate? That must be more on Daf. Lamed Gimel. the peg leg pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, which reminds us. The gemara goes to an extensive analysis of what the malchus between mechira and bar kampar is based on, and concludes their disagreeing. Beisir achas the Rabbi Shimon in regard to simultaneous prohibitions, which are prohibitions that come into being for a person at the same time, and according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rashi explains that according to Rebbechi, even Rabbi Shimon, who rejects the principle of Isr-Kolel and isr Mosif, would agree that the prohibitions that occur at the same time take effect, since neither in his position to block the other from taking effect. According to Bar Kippur, Rabbi Shimon also rejects the principle of Be'Isr-Babas-Achas, simultaneous prohibitions taking effect. So, the pag-like pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rashaim, even though he just did a Nisr Which reminds us, Gemara asks in reference to the case of Hazar with Shabbos, what avoted did the Azar do on Shabbos? Rav HaKhabar Yaakov said, B'Shichit is partial kohen gadol, shafting the kohen gadol's bull And Yom Kippur, according to the one who holds, that Azar may not do it. When the Gemara notes that even an ordinary kohen is not permitted to do so, it answers that Azar in this context refers to someone who is not a kohen in regard to this avodah. Ravashi objected to this answer, since Achatz was not mentioned in raviosi's ruling, and neither were any negative mitzvahs. Rather, it refers to general prohibitions, even if they do not result in Achatz or malchus. The Nafkameen regard to L'Kavru ben Rishayim gemurim, to burying him among complete Rishayim. According to raviosi he's buried among complete Rishayim in a cemetery for those who are stoned or burned. So, the peg leg pirate was caught doing two prohibitions at once as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rishayim, even though he just did, and Nisar Ba'alma ran and was mekadesh a woman whom he accidentally exchanged with another at the time of Rehuppah, which reminds us that the Gemara clarifies that when the next Mishnah brings a case of two men who were mekadesh two women, and says that at the time of the Rehuppah, hechelipu ze'ezeh, they exchanged wives, which implies bamezid that the Mishnah should be amended to read huchlifu, they were exchanged bishoge. Doth-Lamadolid, the same doth is a ladder. So here goes. The tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder, ladder, that must mean one of well, a lamadolid the tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder, eating chero that was nosed that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos, which reminds us, the Gemara here asks, who's the Tanah who holds that two prohibitions take effect upon a single item, whether it's through an Isr Kola, an Isr Mosiv, and an Isr Basachas? And Rebuja said in the name of Rav that it's Mer, for it was taught in the Mishnah, Yesh Ocha Achas Arba so Echot. There's one who does one act of eating and is kind for four Chatas offerings and one asham. The case is a tummy person who ate chalev that was noser from consecrated offerings on Yom Kippur. Rameer says that if it was Shabbos and he carried it out in his mouth before swallowing, he would be high of a fifth offering. So we see from here the Rameer holds of all three types of prohibitions including an Iser Basachas. So the tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder eating chalev that was noser that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos watched a bris down below where a father was rushing, had the wrong baby circumcised, which reminds us. The more asked, who does Rabbi Meir rule in accordance with, given that he holds that the two men who actually switch wives should bring Chate's offerings, and answers that he holds like a Rabbi that holds a Tobit our Mitzvah, Alternatively, it could be that he rules even in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua, who stated his position that a Tobit our Mitzvah, in the case of circumcising babies on Shabbos, does Manu where a person's time is rushed, since there's a Mitzvah to circumcise the baby on the eighth day. If he erred in that situation and circumcised the wrong baby that was not meant to be circumcised on Shabbos, he's putzer. But here in the case of marrying the woman, his time is not rushed since there's no specific day that he must marry the woman. So the tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder in chalef that was no sir that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos watched a brisk down below where a father was rushing had the wrong baby circumcised to the horror of its mother who had gotten remarried 10 years After her first husband's death. Which reminds us, when Ravin came, he said in the name of Rav Yochanan, Any woman who waited after the death of her husband ten years and then remarries can no longer bear children. Rav Nachman said, They did not teach this rule except... When she did not plan on remarrying, but if she did plan on doing so, she can still become pregnant. The more brings the case of Rabkhiz's daughter who bore children to Rabbi ten years after the death of her first husband, Rami Brahma. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Rebonzik, a great day and great learning.